Chapter Twenty Three of the Magic Mimics in Oz by Jack Snow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three The Grand Banquet. The next day was given over entirely to welcoming Ozana to Oz. Early in the morning, the sawhorse was hitched to the red wagon, and a merry company of travelers rode out of the Emerald City to be the first visitors to Story Blossom Mountain. In the front seat of the red wagon rode Ozma, Ozana, Dorothy, and Trot. In the rear seat were Betsy Bobbin, Cap'n Bill, the Wizard, and the Scarecrow. The sawhorse needed no reins to guide him, as this intelligent horse responded to spoken commands. Being tireless and having no need for oats or water, he was in many ways superior to ordinary horses. As the red wagon pulled up near the entrance to Hilo's elevator, the party was met by flaxen-haired Miss Cuttenclip. Not far distance was a pretty little paper village of paper people, ruled over by Miss Cuttenclip, who had skillfully cut out the entire village and all its inhabitants from live paper, furnished her by Glinda the Good. Ozma had communicated with Miss Cuttenclip before the journey, inviting her to meet them and visit Story Blossom Mountain, and afterwards to accompany them to the Emerald City for the grand banquet to be given that evening in Ozana's honor. Ozana and Miss Cuttenclip became friends at once. Hilo greeted Ozana and the rest joyfully but it was necessary for him to make two trips to carry this large party to the mountaintop. Ozana showed the visitors around the village of Pineville and Story Blossom Mountain. On the surface of the blue pond floated the three swans. Knowing that Ozana would no longer need them to carry her back to Mount Illuso, Ozma had thoughtfully transported the swans from the courtyard of her palace to their pond when she had worked the fairy spell that had brought the Story Blossom Garden to Oz. After passing several happy hours in the Story Blossom Garden, Ozana and her guests returned to the bottom of the mountain, where the sawhorse and the red wagon waited to carry them back to the Emerald City. The rest of the day was devoted to preparing for the grand banquet to be given in Ozana's honor that evening in the grand dining room of the royal palace. All of Ozma's old friends and companions were invited. Late in the afternoon, the guests began arriving. The tin woodman journeyed from his glittering tin castle in the Winky Country. Jack Pumpkinhead left his house, a huge hollowed-out pumpkin in the middle of a pumpkin field. The highly magnified and thoroughly educated Wogglebug traveled from the Royal Athletic College of Oz, of which he was principal. Among other guests who came from great distances were Glinda the Good, the Giant Frogman, Cake the Cookie Cook, Dr. Pipped the Crooked Magician, who was no longer crooked nor a magician, his wife Morgalot, the Good Witch of the North, and Lady Oryx, Queen of the Skeezers. Dorothy transported all of these visitors to the Emerald City by means of her magic belt, except Glinda, who arrived by her own magic. The grand banquet proved to be one of the most brilliant and delightful occasions ever to be enjoyed in the Emerald City, and was long remembered by all who were present. In addition to the delicious food, 
There was music and special entertainment for the guests. The scarecrow made a gallant speech of welcome, to which Ozana charmingly replied. The Wogglebug could not be restrained from reading an ode to Ozana, which he claimed he had composed on the spur of the moment, writing it on the cuff of his shirt-sleeve. A number of the guests thought the composition sounded suspiciously like an ode to Ozma, which the Wogglebug had written some years before, but they were all too kind-hearted to mention this. The Tin Woodman sang a love song, which he had written especially for the occasion, and which he had titled, You're My Tintype. While the song was only moderately good, the Tin Woodman sang in a metallic tenor with great feeling, and the company applauded politely. Then the little wizard made them all gasp with a truly wonderful display of magic. The wizard opened his show by causing a fountain of many-colored flames of fire to appear in the center of the banquet table. At his command, streamers of fire of different colors, red, green, blue, rose, orange, violet, leaped out from the burning fountain to touch the unlighted candles that stood at the place of each guest. After this, the fountain of fire vanished, while the now-lighted candles continued to burn throughout the banquet, each shedding the light imparted to it by the colored fire. The wizard concluded his entertainment by tossing a napkin into the air above the banquet table. Instantly the napkin disappeared, and a storm of confetti showered down on the guests, while band after band of what appeared to be brightly colored paper ribbon fell over the party. But it didn't take Button Bright long to discover and announce, with shouts of glee to the rest of the guests, that the confetti and the many-colored paper ribbons were really the most delicious of spearmint, peppermint, clove, licorice, lime, lemon, orange, and chocolate candies and mints. This, of course, provided the perfect ending for the dinner. At the table occupied by the animals, there was a great deal of talking and merrymaking. Toto received many compliments on his handsome new red leather collar, embellished with clusters of emeralds, and his own name in solid gold letters. Princess Ozma herself had fitted the collar about the proud little dog's neck that very afternoon as a tribute to Toto's loyalty and bravery. Just as the happy banquet was about to end, Toto, who had been so absorbed in all the excitement and the wizard's marvelous tricks that he had scarcely tasted his food, turned to his bowl of milk. He found the tiny white kitten Felina daintily lapping the last of the milk from the bowl with her little pink tongue. Toto sniffed. Hm, I never could understand, he growled, what it is that witches and fairies and little girls see in cats. End of chapter 23 End of The Magic Mimics in Oz by Jack Snow This book was recorded by Phil Chenevere in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, March 2018.